Good morning, friends. Today is Saturday, the 13th of June, 2020. Our readings for today are Psalms 75 and 76, Numbers 3, 1 through 13, Galatians 6, 11 through 18, and Matthew 17, 1 through 13. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to God a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, Let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. The Holy One is in our midst. Oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 75 We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks. Your name is near. People tell of your wondrous deeds. At the set time that I appoint, I will judge with equity. When the earth totters with all its inhabitants, it is I who keep its pillars steady. I say to the boastful, do not boast. And to the wicked, do not lift up your horn. Do not lift up your horn on high or speak with insolent neck. 
So for not from the east or from the west and not from the wilderness comes lifting up. But it is God who executes judgment, putting down one and lifting up another. For in the hand of God there is a cup with foaming wine, well mixed. God will pour a draught from it, and all the wicked of the earth will drain it down to the dregs. But I will rejoice forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked I will cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. Psalm 76 In Judah God is known. God's name is great in Israel. God's abode has been established in Salem, God's dwelling place in Zion. There God broke the flashing arrows, the shield, the sword, and the weapons of war. Glorious are you, more majestic than the everlasting mountains. The stout-hearted were stripped of their spoil. They sank into sleep. None of the troops was able to lift a hand. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both rider and horse lay stunned. But you indeed are awesome. Who can stand before you when once your anger is roused? From the heavens you utter judgment. The earth feared and was still when God rose up to establish judgment to save all the oppressed of the earth. Human wrath serves only to praise you when you bind the last bit of your wrath around you. Make vows to God and perform them. Let all who are around God bring gifts to the one who is awesome, who cuts off the spirit of princes, who inspires fear in the rulers of the earth. Here with the Spirit, oh, praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Numbers, chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. This is the lineage of Aaron and Moses at the time when God spoke with Moses on Mount Sinai. These are the names of the sons of Aaron, Nadab the firstborn, and Ibihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. These are the names of the sons of Aaron, the anointed priests, whom he ordained to minister as priests. Nadab and Abihu died before God when they offered unholy fire before the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai, and they had no children. Eleazar and Ithamar served as priests in the lifetime of their father Aaron. Then God spoke to Moses, saying, Bring the tribe of Levi near, and set them before Aaron the priest, so that they may assist him. They shall perform duties for him and for the whole congregation in front of the tent of meeting, doing service at the tabernacle. They shall be in charge of all the furnishings of the tent of meeting and attend to the duties for the Israelites as they do service at the tabernacle. You shall give the Levites to Aaron and his descendants. They are unreservedly given to him from among the Israelites. But you shall make a register of Aaron and his descendants, it is they who shall attend to the priesthood, and any outsider who comes near shall be put to death. Then God spoke to Moses, saying, I hereby accept the Levites from among the Israelites as substitutes for all the firstborn that open the womb among the Israelites. The Levites shall be mine, for all the firstborn are mine. 
When I killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I consecrated for my own all the firstborn in Israel, both human and animal. They shall be mine. I am God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 12, A Song of Creation We will read sections 1 and 2. Glorify God, all you works of God. Sing praise and give honor forever. In the high vault of heaven, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, you angels and all powers of God, all heavens and all waters above the heavens, sun and moon and stars of the sky. Glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, every shower of rain and fall of dew, all winds and fire and heat. Winter and summer, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O chill and cold, drops of dew and flakes of snow, frost and cold, ice and sleep, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O nights and days, O shining light and enfolding dark, storm clouds and thunderbolts, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Let the earth glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O mountains and hills and all that grows upon the earth, sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O springs of water, seas and streams, O whales and all that move in the waters, all birds of the air, glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O beasts of the wild and all you flocks and herds, O men and women everywhere, glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Let us glorify God, Creator, Incarnate, and Holy Spirit. Sing praise and give honor forever. In the high vault of heaven, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. A reading from Galatians chapter 6, verses 11 through 18. See what large letters I make when I am writing in my own hand? It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh that try to compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. Even the circumcised do not themselves obey the law, but they want you to be circumcised so that they may boast about your flesh. May I never boast of anything except the cross of our Savior Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is anything, but a new creation is everything. As for those who will follow this rule, peace be upon them, and mercy, and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one make trouble for me, for I carry the marks of Jesus branded on my body. May the grace of our Savior Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Folks, I'm short on time this morning, this Saturday morning. Unfortunately, um, my time is not my own. I, I have to go someplace and I, well, I have to go to work today. But hopefully this will be my last Saturday working for a long time. So praise be to God for that.
but I'm going to um, not read the gospel reading. I will try to do evening prayer tonight um, to make up for it. So thank you for allowing me to kind of cut this morning prayer short. Um, I do think there are some things to glean from the scriptures, and we can just... Um, build on them when we talk tonight about the gospel. I think that should work very well for us, my friends. So that being said, let's affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your sovereignty come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We will use suffrages set A just below us on page 97 of the Book of Common Prayer. Show us your mercy, O God, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O God, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. God, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O God, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Almighty God, who after the creation of the world rested from all your works and sanctified a day of rest for all your creatures, grant that we, putting away all earthly anxieties, may be duly prepared for the service of your sanctuary, and that our rest here upon earth may be a preparation for the eternal rest promised to your people in heaven. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Heavenly Creator, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Savior Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, 
may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you. For the honor of your name. Amen. I do have a few thoughts on the scriptures this morning. I'm going to particularly focus on the... Well, yeah, I'm going to particularly focus on the Hebrew scripture and the, um, and the epistle reading, but I do want to point out from Psalm 75, and I, I, according to my notes, we've talked about this before when the last time that we read this Psalm, but I think that, that here there is, there is really a promise that when everything is shaken as, as line as verse three says, you guys can tell that you're the first, you're the first people I talk to in the morning. (laughs) So forgive me that I sometimes seem a little jumbled. Um, but as verse three says, when the, like when the whole, when the earth totters, like when it shakes on its very axis, God is there not just to write and study it, um, but to make all things right. And I think that's so, that's so important right now in this time when the earth does feel like it's shaking on fire, but we pray that, that what needs to burn burns and that the ashes are swept away and we create something truly new in its place, holding on to only that which is holy. And speaking of holiness, um, what I want to point to from our reading from Numbers is this offering of the Levites as holy. Um, and I want to contrast that to what it looks like. under the reign of, of Jesus, because we do see an evolution, a spiritual evolution in the relationship between God and people and our spiritual way of being between the Hebrew scriptures and the new Testament. Um, not that the one erases the other, but that the one encompasses the other. So, looking at the way the Levite priests were described as being holy and sanctified to God and as replacing the sacrifice of the firstborn, I think then we can draw the correlation through um, to our reading from Galatians. I want to, so I think this whole paragraph that we just read from Galatians really can metaphorically for us in this context represent um, salvation from slavery. I'm just going to say it. Um, And I hope that that's not going too far. I hope that you can go with me here. When we talk about or when the writer talks about making a good showing in the flesh and boasting about another's flesh, I think this is metaphorically related to ownership of another's person. And I think that we can expand that view to both the legal ownership of a person and then also the cultural ownership of a person. So I don't want to diminish here, but I do want to speak, and I do want to speak to two things. The ownership of 
a human being by another is abhorrent. And I believe that God wants us rescued from all of this, from the history of slavery, from the deep wounds that have never really been addressed. And I believe that God wants to free us from the bondage of black bodies and the bondage of female bodies. And I think that that carries over in so many ways in our culture right now. And the way that women disfigure themselves mark their bodies and I'm not talking about tattoos here friends I'm talking about the ways in which women transform themselves into something other than the beautiful creations that they already were in order to try to fit a cultural definition so it is it is as it is if we sacrifice our own bodies and here the writer reminds us that the new creation in Christ is everything that we we are made holy by and in and for and through Christ and we ourselves are divine beings. The writer talks about carrying the marks of Jesus branded on his body. And this might be the scars from injuries inflicted during his war as apostle. This this relates, I think, to the scars that we bear, both visibly and invisibly, on our physical and our spiritual selves, which by the way, are not dichotomous. They are all part of the same divinely created being, us. And instead of smoothing them over into plastic perfection, and again, forgive me, I am, I am, My intent is not to judge or to shame. My intent is to speak words of freedom because I believe so much that that is what God has for us, that God does not want us enslaved to a terrible system that enslaves both the empowered and the disempowered, both the I don't even want to say owner, but for lack of another descriptor or title, both the owner and the slave, both are owned, enslaved to, and abused by the system. And I know that's really, really hard for us to see. I believe me, I know, um, seeing those who have authority in my life abuse that authority and abuse me has been incredibly difficult. And this has happened in many different ways in my life. And I really believe that the message here is that we are to be freed. That we are in the ways in which we have power. We are to give up that power. 
We are to share power. We are to give everything to God. And we are to be enslaved only to love. And and I hate to even use that word. I empathize so much with my son who has such a problem with the word even being used. And I feel... I feel so inadequate to say any of these things as a white woman. So please forgive me because I don't know. I don't know the depth of it that comes from living it. I only know the depth of my experience and being, feeling at least, enslaved at various times in my life to some really sick, twisted systems of hierarchy um, powers that be cultural enslavement. And I really believe that Christ wants to break us free from all of that. Christ wants to break us free from the enslavement of the wounding of our families of origin. Christ wants to break us free from the enslavement of, of literal slavery itself in this country and all of the wounding. God wants to heal all of us communally together not separate factions, not God's just going to heal this group. God wants to heal all of us, the perpetrators and the victims. And in our case, as hard as it is, those who bear the sin of being descendants of the perpetrators. And when I say bear the sin, I don't mean that God holds us responsible for what our ancestors did, but the system, it isn't over yet. It isn't, it hasn't been completely abolished because it hasn't been completely healed that it had our our culture also our society hasn't been redeemed we still carry forward those sins we still teach them generation to generation it might look a little different but but the hurt and the wounding is is still there and this is what god wants to free us from God wants to free us from sacrificing each other and ourselves to the powers that be, to the distorted systems that rule the earth. God wants to to free us from that. God wants us only to be answerable, responsible to, under the authority of love. And I think, I think that this is true, that wherever you find the power or authority being exercised out of something other than love, it is not within God's will. And again, as I've said so many times, by love, I don't mean romantic love. I mean big agape love communal love, holy love. And so I guess that's the thought that I want you to to leave you with. Where you find yourself, and I mean this like in all directions, wherever you find yourself exercising power or under power under authority even in those nuanced ways 
as well as the really overt ways. Culturally, organizationally, societally, governmentally, personally, at home and in relationship. All of those ways, whether you're the exerciser or the one being exercised over, Take a moment, ground yourself with God in God's love. And under the protection of the Holy Spirit, take a brave look at that power, no matter which direction it's flowing from. Even if you're looking at it from the outside. And ask yourself this question. Is it from love? Is it from love and with love and in love? Is it shared power? Do the ones for whom the decisions are being made have a seat at the table in the decisions? In the making of the decisions? And if the answer is no, then it needs to change. And like anything else, we can only truly change with God's help. So my fervent prayer is that we would open ourselves to accepting God's help. And that we would cooperatively work with God to end the reign of slavery and abused power all over this earth. And that we would accept the reign of love, that we would together become a new creation both communally and globally and also personally. All this I pray in the holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.